thank you that indeed, Lord Father, you reign. Lord, you reign over all things, Lord God. You reign over the earth, Lord. You reign over your people, Lord. You reign over the bride of God. Lord, you reign over all things that you have created because, the Lord, they were made by you, O Father. And, Lord, we come this evening, Lord, in humility, O Lord God. We come with sincerity and with reverence, O God, at your feet, O Lord God. And, Lord, we just will follow, pour our souls down and say, O God, you reign over us, O God, Lord. You reign and rule over us, O God. Lord, you take the preeminence and the service, O Lord, we pray this evening. Lord, I will thank you for the song service, O Lord. We know you've been on it, O God. But now, O Lord, has it come time for your word, O Lord, to go forth? Father, we ask the Lord you take full possession and control, O oh God. The Father, you will not move only in this building, but Lord, O oh God, you're moving homes, O oh Lord. Father, we believe that the pull and the presence we're feeling right now is not only because of the people here, O oh Lord, but we believe it's a pull that is also coming from the homes, O oh God. And it's coming because you are there in your midst, O oh dear Jesus. And Father, we pray that this evening, Lord, may your word go forth, O oh Lord, and the power, O oh Lord God. And Father, in the, in the demonstration of it, O oh Lord God, to change hearts, O oh Lord, to draw a people over the closer to you, to open eyes, the Lord God, and hearts, the Lord, to realize the Father, the things that you've done for us, the Lord, and given to us in this last age. Father, we just want to surrender ourselves to you, Lord. I give myself away unto you, Lord, this evening. Father, Lord, at this vessel will step aside, and you will step in it, Lord God. And the Father, you will be the one, the Father, to speak, O Lord God. The Father, you will move, O Lord God, in your own way, Father, Lord. Father, you've laid something on the heart, the Father, of your Son, and I pray, O God. Lord, you make it real, Lord, Father, just the same way, Lord, you've made it real, Lord, unto me, O God. Grant your grace, the Lord, we pray this evening, that you will be glorified in Jesus' name. We we ask it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we greet you on the name of the Lord. God bless you, bro. Marion, we appreciate the song service. That was very good. It's enjoying the back. And um, we should do thank the Lord for, for this morning as well. It's a very wonderful service. God bless. God bless, brother, brother Ed. I really, really enjoyed that service as well. Amen. And uh, we, we trust in the Lord that he'll move again this evening. Amen. Thanks to the musicians. I sure do appreciate that. Amen. Amen. Well, we go to the Bible, take a Bible this, this evening, and we'll turn, return to the book of Exodus. And it's a very familiar scripture that we know of, Exodus chapter 12. And we'll be, you know, we're speaking, you know, we'll be talking about the things that we had before. And we just want to, um, want to remind ourselves of it. And, and we, we trust that the Lord will make it a little more real this evening to us. So let's read Exodus, Exodus chapter 12, we read from verse 12, uh, 12 and 13. So it says in verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token Upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Amen. We ask the Lord's blessing upon his word. You may, you may have your seat. Amen. Amen. Well, you can stand as well if you wish to, but I think you appreciate the comfort of your seats. Amen. Tonight we want to talk about the power and the token. Amen. 
We want to talk about the power that is in the token. And we know that whenever God, God brings a judgment, he always makes a way of escape. Amen. Oh, he always makes a place where we can go for a refuge. Amen. He never brings a judgment without a way or without a provided place of escape. Amen. And we know that this way that he always provides, you know, sometimes they may seem to be simple and, you know, they may be despised by the world or the people that are around them. And we can think back in the days of Noah, you know, when he made a way of escape, you know, the people will mock it and the people will mock Noah and all that he was doing. And even in this last age, with this message that has come, you know, that is the provided way of God in this time. But yet the people, you know, the people will mock it and the people... <coughs> And the people will say all the things about it. But you see, this way is the most powerful way that God could provide. And you know, when he provides the way, that way is more powerful than the judgment that he has sent. Amen. That way that he has provided is able to meet the challenge of that moment. Amen. He will never provide a way that is less than what is coming. And is coming as a judgment or is coming, you know, as something that is going to destroy the people. He always have a provided way that is strong a provided way that was powerful. Amen. And we know that after 400 years that the children of Israel had been in the land of Egypt and they've been bound and, and all things have been happening. But you see, God had promised them that he was going to deliver them. Amen. And the time had come that, you know, the time of deliverance have come and God's deliverance was not going to be a partial deliverance, but God's deliverance was going to be a total deliverance. Amen. But you see, this deliverance did not come in an easy way because the very opposer of, of this whole issue, of this whole problem, you know, stood on the way and said, I will not let the people go. Amen. He said, I am not going to let them go. And he said, even if I am going to let them go, I am going to let them go only this far. Amen. Or he said to them, if you are going to go, well, you can take the certain things, but these other things, you can take them with you. You see, but God's purpose and plan was that it was going to be a total deliverance. Amen. They were supposed to go all the way. Amen. They were supposed to go with everything that was given to them. See, when Moses came, Moses did not come to present the message that was going to take just a few people out. Moses did not come with a message that was going to take them all this far. Moses brought a message that was going to take them all the way. Moses brought a message that was going to take every one who was predestinated and called to leave that land. Amen. And they were going to go through the whole journey. And we know we're living in a time that God is calling out to bride as well. Amen. And this bride, as he's calling out, there is going to be a Pharaoh that is going to stand in the way with temptation. A Pharaoh that is going to stand in the way with famine and with distress and persecution. And he can say that this bride cannot go this far, that it, all of them cannot go. But one thing sure is this bride is going to go all the way. One thing sure is that this bride is not going to leave anyone behind. God has a predestinated people that is come to call out of this place and not even one of them is going to be left behind. Amen. And as a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus Christ out of poor you know, God at times started to pour his judgment against Pharaoh and the children and, and, and his people and, and, you know, the people of Egypt and the judgment was being striking the land. And you, need, you see, whatever judgment was striking, you know, Goshen will be okay. You know, the judgment wouldn't reach Goshen. But it was one judgment that came that didn't matter where you were in the land. And that was death. Amen. When that one came, it didn't matter whether you were in Goshen or whether you were in Egypt. That was just going to strike the whole land. Amen. But you see, when 
when God saw that coming, he made a provided way. Amen. There was something that he provided that was greater than that death that was coming. There was something that he provided that was stronger than the death angel that was going to hover over the land that evening. Amen. And you see, as they gathered together in the rooms and they started to stay there, you see the power that he had provided, you know, was greater and the power that he provided was nothing but the blood itself. Amen. Because at this time they were living where, you know, the blood they would take was the blood of bulls and the blood of goats and, you know, that is what they used. But that was what God has provided for that time. Amen. And though you would have been a Jew or you would have been circumcised or whatever it was, but you see, that was not enough to overcome the judgment that was coming upon the land. Amen. And you see, we can come to a place and say we are message believers and we can come to church and we can quote the codes and we can get all the scriptures right. But you see, that is not what it's going to take. Amen. It is going to take the blood to overcome this judgment that is coming because this last judgment that is coming, it is death. Amen. It is a spiritual death. It is a natural death. And the only thing that is going to overcome that death is nothing but the blood. Amen. That was the only way that they were going to have their salvation. Amen. And it's not good enough, you know, to say that you are a believer. That you can't even count the years that you've been in the message on your fingers. You see, that is not enough. You know, that is not the point. Amen. And you see, we can say that we've had this many times that that is not enough. But I want us to ask yourself this evening one question, amen. Where are we really standing, amen? Are we really standing as the bride of Christ filled with the Holy Ghost? Are we just sympathizing with this message, amen? See, I believe that we've come to a place and a point where we ought to be sincere with ourselves, amen. This is the time that we ought to be honest with ourselves and really check ourselves to say, if the Lord was to come today, would I be ready to go, amen? You don't have to say, Brother Max, are you trying to put fear on us? See, this, these things ought not to put fear on us. These things ought to put fear on the world, but not on the bride, because the bride ought to be living in a stage where she's ready to leave at any time, because we know that it's later than, it's later than we think, amen. And the only thing that is going to take us away is that blood. Amen. And it's time to be sincere. It's time to be honest. It's time to make sure that that blood is truly on display. Amen. And you can say, well, Brother Max, it is a process. And you know, indeed it is a process. Indeed, justification, sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all these three, you know, are the works of the Holy Ghost. And indeed it is a process. But one thing I want you to realize this evening is when they applied the blood upon the door. See, they didn't go inside the house in that evening and just sit down and start to talk about your own business. They didn't go into the house and just sit down and start to crack jokes and start to say that or do that or the other thing. When they got in there, there was something that they were supposed to do. They were supposed to roast that lamb. They were supposed to kill the lamb. And they were supposed to start feeding on that lamb. Amen. And whilst they were feeding on the lamb, the place was supposed to be completely without any leaven in there. And as there was no leaven in there, they were supposed to add to that lamb the bitter herbs as well. And that kind of reminds me of Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter 10 verse 8 when it talks about 
of the word. You know, when you eat in the word, it's that he had a sweet part of it and he had a bitter part of it. Now here are these people. They had a lamb and they had a bitter herbs as well. See, the walk is not going to be easy. The journey is not going to be easy. But there is a provided way that is going to take you through. Amen. And as they sat in there and they started to feed on the lamb and they started to eat the herbs and everyone eleven ten was away. Then the order 10 that was going on in the room is that they were all ready. Amen. They had the shoes on their feet. They had your staff in their hands. They had your loins geared up. They were ready to take a flight. They were ready for a journey. They were just not sitting down there and just thinking that all was okay. They knew the judgment was about to strike and they were getting ready to leave. And I believe that ought to be the attitude of the bride of this time to be a people that are ready to leave. Amen. And they either sat down and they started eating and feeding on the word. Amen. They were under expectation. They were getting ready to leave that place. Amen. And as they were eating the lamb, nothing was supposed to be left. And Brother Branham said in redemption by power, he said, and now none of it was, is to remain. Everything. He, now he said, when you eat it, don't eat it raw or sudden, but you must eat it well cooked. And I like that. People are trying to eat the word and they take it like it was raw, chew on it and spit it on out and everything else and say, oh, I just can't take it. I can't stand it. Is it in, it, it, it isn't cooked done enough. That's all. He said, cook it with fire. Fire represents the Holy Ghost. You get God in your heart first and it'll cook it for you. That's right. Cook it, don't season. Then it'll taste good. See, friends, when they were him there, they had a blood and deed the outside but inside as well was the Holy Ghost was that fire that was dividing the word amen was the fire that was granting them the revelation of the word in there and I ought to believe that this time no matter where you are at in the journey I believe that you ought to be feeding on the word you ought to be feeding on this message amen friends there is not an house that is going to give ground that rapture and faith than this message there's not an house that is going to pull us out of this world than this word of has been open on the rust on this age. On Friday, as we listened to the testimony of Brother Mark and Brother, and Brother, Brother Ed mentioned it this, this morning. You see, when he was, he was just doing the works and doing the works, as Brother Branham was saying there in that quote, see, he was chewing on a word that was not cooked. You know, he was just taking it raw the way it was. But you see, when the word became cooked with the Holy Ghost, when he started on his journey and when he started to feed on the word, now something had taken place on the inside. Now the word started becoming real to him. See, friends, we cannot just take the word and, you know, just say, you know, we're just going to take it and do this and do that. Friends, we need to get Christ inside. That is what is going to reveal the word of us. That is what is going to reveal who you really are and put you into that rapture. Amen. And there is a message that's been provided in this age. And this message is good not for any other time, but it's good for this time. Amen. And I believe this is the time we ought to be feeding on it. See, the lamb was to be eaten at the evening, amen. 
And that was what was going to put him on that journey, amen. And the message is coming an evening time. And this is the time that we ought to be feeding on it. See, the people could not do just one part of what was commanded them, amen. They couldn't just put the blood on the door and just sit inside. Neither could they sit inside without the blood on the door. See, the two things had to go hand in hand. The two things had to come together, amen. Hallelujah. And we know that we're living in a time that today, this token that we're talking about is nothing but the Holy Ghost, amen. The token is nothing but, you know, the life of Christ himself coming to you. In other words, Christ being personally revealed to you, amen. We know we're talking about a chemical blood, but we're talking about the blood, or in other words, the life of a person. You see, this Holy Ghost we're talking about, it is not about just, you know, some, some, some kind of, you know, uh, imaginary thing. This Holy Ghost is a person, amen. It is something that really comes in here and it takes the full possession of every part of your being. It takes the full possession of your body, of your spirit and your soul. Amen. It is a real person that walks into the human being. Amen. In the talking message, Shreveport, Brother Branham says, but now the life that was in the blood becomes the token. And now when we identify ourselves on his death, burial, and resurrection by believing on him and being baptized unto his death, burial, and re- re- resurrection, when we rise up, the Holy Spirit is there to give us a token, an eternal token written across our, uh, written across your heart, soul, makeup, mind, body, everything else, that you are a separated person from unbelief. You are a separated person from the tents of the world. You are a separated person from that. You are separated from everything and you are a product that God has sealed into the kingdom by his Holy Spirit. Amen. And it goes on to say, there is no devil, there is no sickness, no death, no sorrow, not an ounce can bother you as long as you hold the token over it. Amen. Your unchanging faithful Satan died and it's forms, it form of Christ in the image that you are walking in today. Amen. In other words, the same when that Holy Ghost comes, it forms Christ in the image that you're walking in today. That Holy Ghost that comes in you, comes to form an image in you and that image that forms in you is nothing but Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And that is what we're needing today. See, there was nothing else, amen, that could change our nature. There was nothing else that could pull us out of the world, amen. See, you and yourself, you couldn't have come, brought yourself out of the world. There must have been something that pulled you out, amen. And there is something that is keeping you from going back to the world, amen. See, there is nothing else that could bring you into the image of Christ. The only thing that could do it is nothing but the power of the blood, amen. And you see, all down through the ages, you know, when, when all the time came, you know, when all the martyrs came on the scene in that age, where they were just being martyred and all those kind of things. You see, there was only one thing that was keeping them and that was the blood. Amen. See, friends, if you were in that age and you were just professing to be a Christian, you couldn't go down that stake or that chopped log and have your hair chopped off. See, you got to take something on the inside for you to go all the way that way. See, they were fully convinced about what they had received. They were fully convinced of what had come on the inside of them. And see, they were able to
able to face it. Why? Because they knew that the power that was in them was greater than death. They knew that the power that was in them was able to raise them up that day when the trumpet is going to sound. They knew. You see, they were convinced that by that power and so they could face it. Amen. And when they would go there, see, they wouldn't go grumbling. They wouldn't go, you know, wouldn't go, you know, kind of regretting that they've, they've chosen to go this way. They weren't going, you know, kind of worrying and sad. See, they were going with a joy in their heart. See, because they were convinced and they knew that I am going to rise again. Something had taken place on the inside. The power of God has come in. The power of the token had become a reality in that being. Amen. And it could face that and not be worried about it. It could face that with joy. Amen. Something that happened inside of them. Amen. Because there was something that was going to raise them up. Amen. And indeed today we're living in a time that perhaps we won't be going through, you know, being martyred and all those kind of things. It might happen sometime, you know, as we had this morning from Brother Ed, you know, he brought a really good balance still with, you know, that it starts, you know, because it starts in the spirit and it could end up, you know, in the flesh and the physical persecution. Indeed it could. But you see this very moment what we're battling with is a battle that is in the mind. Amen. And you see, friends, I believe that we are not to be that people will start grumbling, that people will start complaining and start saying, why is it always me? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to do this? Why is all this happening on me? And why am I having all this fear? And why am I shy about the gospel? And all these kind of things. I believe that we've come to a stage that we ought not to be acting like this because we've received the same power that those people who were able to be martyred received. We received the same thing and even in a greater way with the opening of the word in this last age. Amen. And that's the real power that's been given under us, amen. And I believe that it's time for us to go beyond shyness and grumbling and all these kind of things and get that real power of God in us, amen. See, the disciples, you know, Peter, before he could, you know, before they, the upper room experience could happen, you see, Peter could not stand the reproach. You know, Peter could not stand the reproach to the point that he actually denied God, amen. And even after the dead, all the disciples, you see, they were groped in fear, you see, because they didn't have what it took. Amen. They didn't have what it took. But you see, God was not purposed to live them that way because he knew that the things that were going to come were going to be a great persecution and he knew that they needed something greater than that. And as a matter of fact, the Lord fixed an appointment with them and he told them, you go and open the upper room and I am going to meet you there. See, he had promised them that even though I am going, but I am going to send a comforter, amen. And as they went in the upper room, Brother Branham said, and believe us, that this is that when they got up there he said, when the power of God began to fall, he said, they lost all dignity and everything else. All out in the streets, staggering like drunk men, filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter, Peter said, the promise is unto you, to your children, and to them that are far off, even to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I believe that this evening we can say that the promise is unto everyone, to everyone, even to Edmonton, Alberta, whether you are in the north, whether you are in the south, whether you are on the east, whether you are on the west, whether you are in here in this building, whether you are in your home, I believe that same power 
It's available for everyone. Amen. Because God is not limited. Amen. God is not limited by people. He's not limited by distance. He's the God who's ever present. And wherever his people are gathered, he said he will be there. Amen. And if you need an experience with him, you know, don't take this moment for granted and say, I'm just home with my family. I'm just home with my parents. Don't take it for granted. God is still God. And God can still come on the scene on that couch that you set up. He is still God. We can still bring a transformation in your life right now. He hasn't changed. Amen. Because Peter said, it is unto you and to your children and to them that are far off, even Minneapolis, Minnesota, or as many as the Lord or God should call. Brother Brenham said, Brother, I'm telling you, every man that will pay the price will step out for Christ, has the right to receive the baptism. Not something you make up, but the original, like it fell at the beginning, like they had on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. And he said, let me tell you more, something more. The Holy Ghost is a real product. Amen. You don't have to receive some duplicate or something. Wait till you get the taste of the original manna that fell on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. There they was. Receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, God is not just the God that is going to be in a church. Amen. As we heard this morning, he's looking for a dwelling place. And that dwelling place is you. That dwelling place is me. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said that he will come. Amen. I believe we are not to be rely, relying on some cold experience, some cold old past, and amen, and say, you know, I had some, some experience some time ago. We ought to be seeking it every morning, amen. We ought to be seeking it every day, amen, because it is the power that is going to lead you a day to overcome the enemy, to overcome anything that is going to come your way. Amen. Amen. I believe we ought not to be real, relying on experience that has been passed, as we said. Amen. But I believe we ought to get that real product of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe we ought to be feeding on that real and that true manner, amen. We ought to take it for ourselves personally, amen. And I believe and I hope that this becomes really real to us this evening. That you see that God has given us the power to this bride or this generation to overcome any other devil that is in here, amen. We, we have been given the power to be able to live in a higher and a heavenly places, amen. This is not something that has been given to everyone. This is a special done only for the bride of Christ. Amen. Now, I believe that, you know, whenever you wake up in the morning, you know, I believe that you ought to be trembling the devil's kingdom. Amen. I believe, you know, when we wake up in the morning, you know, the devil would like to come to you and say to you, you know, you know, you don't really have to pray this morning because you prayed last night. And, you know, if you prayed last night, that might take you through the day. You know, he can say, you know, one prayer can take you weeks. You know, one prayer can take you months. You know, he can, you know, really tell you many times. And, you know, sometimes we do believe it. And that's the sad part of it. Amen. 
We do believe him and we let him come and we compromise with him. But I believe that every morning and every believer when they wake up, they ought to let the kingdom of hell tremble. They ought to let hell know that they have awoken from sleep, amen. And they are coming to torment him because I believe that the bride has got one place and he's got many places. But one of the places that he's got is also to torment the devil, amen. I believe our commission is not just to be here and sympathize with the devil with what he says and, you know, compromise with him a little bit here and compromise with him a little bit there. I believe we ought to take full possession of what we've got and destroy the enemy and work that he's got and get to a place, amen, where he is the reality in us. Amen. See, Satan, one thing Satan can never do is to defeat the power of God. No matter what he does, he can never defeat the power of God. And one thing we ought to realize is that that power is lying in you. Amen. And if he cannot defeat the power, then that means that he cannot defeat you. Amen. And I just want this really to sink in, that there is a power that is lying in you. That that Holy Ghost that is in you is not just there, you know, not just to just keep you through a day. And it has got power in it. Amen. It is Christ himself living in you. Amen. It's got power in it to bring life. Amen. You know, First John 4, 4 will say that, you know, ye children of, ye are the children of, ye, ye, are, ye are of God, little children, and, overcome, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Now, I believe we ought to take that and, you know, make us sink down deep inside to know that there is someone that is greater that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. You know, many times we quote it and, you know, we just quote it and it just, just pass on. But, you know, let's just stop on it for a moment. He said there is greater one that is in you than he that is in the world. And if there's a great one in you, then that means that that great one in you is able to do any work that he said that he would do. Amen. But we ought to let him do the work. Amen. We ought to let him have the full possession in us, amen. Now, I want you to realize one thing as we change gears a little bit. You know, here it says, Brother Branham talks about a token. And it said, a token is a sign that a price has been paid, amen. The token is a sign that a price has been paid, amen. And we do know these things, and we do know these quotes, amen. But, you know, tonight, let's just kind of let it sink in a little bit more, amen. It said that it, is, it means that a price has been paid. Amen. Something has been paid for. Amen. See, the token indeed is given under us as an overcoming power. Indeed, we appreciate that. But the token is also given under us for us to go and say to the devil that whatever he's taken away from us, that we are able to take it back. Amen. I believe that we, if something has been paid for us, then that means there is something that we can go and claim. Amen. There is something that has been paid for us to go and claim. And we know that Jesus paid it all at Calvary. Amen. And as he's paid it, amen. He gave us that received of it, which was the token, meaning that the ten has been paid. Amen. It's like him walking into a mall and, you know, having a receipt of something that's paid. And he gets to the counter and, you know, the, the devil asks him or Satan says to him, well, you can take this person. But he says to him, but here is the receipt. I've paid it already. It's already been done at Calvary. And this person is mine, dominion. It's now mine possession. Why? Because I've paid the price. And the price was the blood. And I've shed that blood. 
and they're now mine, and I can take them, amen. And you see, it's just the same as Brother Branham will talk about it, about us being in the pound shop. You see, we were in there, but he came and he bought us and he pulled us out of there, amen. See, he bought us, and after he bought us, it's just like, you know, he took us to another place, and, you know, he's just kind of dramatizing a little bit, but, you know, take us to another place and say, everything that is in that mall is yours. And if he says that everything in that mall is yours, and here is your token, here is the receipt, you can walk in there and take everything that is in there, and no one has the right to ask you anything because I have already paid for it. Amen. And you see, I believe that we've got something that is more than a mall, and that is the word of God. Amen. And he has come, and he has paid everything that is right in here, and is saying, you go and take everything that is yours. See, friends, we're living in a time that there is no one that can say, that they can go a day, they can go, you know, months without going to the mall to go get groceries. No one can ever, you have to go in there. You have to go get something. And I believe that we ought to be doing the same thing with the Word of God. We cannot be going months and weeks and, and how many days you want without going into this Word. There is much in there that is to us for us to possess. Amen. You know, we've been brushing over these pages and been going over them. But I think it's time for us to stop and start to really dig in and say, what has been really given to me? What is really my possession? Amen. And start to taking what is actually ours because this token, this power that has been given under us is to take back everything that he has redeemed and has given back to us in this age. Amen. It's time for these things to start becoming a reality and let God, amen, have no, let, let us not limit God and his power and the things that he can do, amen. Let us stop, you know, living below our privileges, amen. But let's really go into it. You know, if, if Brother Branham said that we're living below our privileges, I believe that it ought to be a concern to us to say, what are these privileges? What are these things that we're living below? I think it is time for us to start digging into them and to find on them and deliver on them. Amen. I believe we've given room to the enemy for too long for him to deceive us and tell us this and take away our this and take away our that. But I think it is time for us to go and tell the enemy that I am taking it back because God has paid it for me. Amen. And you can take as an example, you know, That's an example, a little kid. You see, when you go and you buy a gift for a little kid, you know, the parents that are here can know that. But if you go and buy a present for a little kid and you bring it in the house and you lay it on the table, I tell you, that kid is not going to be sitting down and say, you know, oh, I'm just going to wait. And, you know, after a while, I'll go and I'll open it up. And, you know, well, you know I'm just going to wait, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, and they'll go and they'll take their time and, you know, off. I don't believe that is going to be the attitude of a kid, amen. If daddy comes in with a present, that kid is just going to be, you know, jumping up and down and saying, I want to know what is in there, amen. And when they get to that box, they're not going to be gentle with that box, amen. They're going to start to tear down that box. They're going to start to tear down those papers because they want to know what is in there, amen. And as they're tearing that paper, they are under expectation, knowing that there is something in there that is given to me. And when they're looking in there, they know that 
dad and mommy are never going to buy for me something that is evil. They know that dad and mommy, if they're buying something for me, that thing is good. Amen. It is good for me. And they're going to tear it down. And they're going to take their possession. And friends, I believe that daddy has bought a lot of things in this book for us. And I believe our attitude not ought to be. You know, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait until that happens. I'm going to just take my time. And, you know, I'm just going to read this little bit and that little bit. I believe we got to start devouring this word. We ought to start devouring this message. Amen. We ought to start digging in the rest. Amen. He has bought it for us. We ought to change our attitude towards this word. Amen. And not let the devil give us just a little portion of land and say to us, you know, you can just have, you know, John 10, 30. I and my father are one. And he doesn't want you to know that that father has now come down into you. We ought not to just take a little portion of the land. We ought to take all the land. Amen. We ought to not take just a little portion of the land that says that only you can be saved. No, we're not taking that little portion. The promise is under me. It's under my children. It's under them that are far off. I'm not taking just a little bit. I am taking all of it because my dad, he paid a big price for it. And I am for my appreciation. I am going to go and know it. I am going to take it. I am going to devour it. And I am going to feed on it and take everything it. I'm defeated enemy. I'm not taking a little portion of this land. This land, all of it will but for me. And I am taking all of it. I believe that ought to be the attitude of the believer. Amen. That ought to be the attitude. The enemy coming and trying to squat the land. But the land there is in that says. Amen. It says that his freedom been given to you. John 8, 36 said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you are free indeed. Amen. He said unto you, If the enemies come to take your loved ones, ask you to annoy, for the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are far, far off, even as many as the Lord shall call. And if you believe that your loved one is a predestinated seed of God, I don't believe you ought to be waiting. I just wait and we believe God at his time, and God has his season but let's do our part our part is to say that land is mine and I am claiming it amen I believe that ought to be the attitude of the believer. See, when Rahab, you know, up there, you know, she wasn't living a great life, you know, but when she heard about the message, amen, perhaps, you know, a little message slipped in into, you know, the town of Jericho, and perhaps the message title was the oncoming storm. And, you know, when she heard about it, and then when, you know, Brother Branham said, when the two spies came in, Brother Branham said she knew that they were men of God, amen. There was something, even though she might have not been living right, but there was something. Something in her that could recognize the children, the servant of God. Amen. And you see, when she had the message that the, the people brought to her, Brother Branham said, she knowed it was the truth. And she said, she asked for mercy, watch, for both her and her family. See, you know, she knew her possession, amen. When she was asking for mercy, she didn't just ask for mercy for herself, but she asked for mercy for herself and her family because she knew her inheritance. She knew that if it's come, if I can obtain it, then my family can also obtain it. Amen. She asked for her and her family, just like they did in Egypt. Notice, that was given to her a token, a red token, amen. And as they gave her the token, Brother Bram goes on in the token message. But this time preaching Dallas 1964, he says, Then when 
We pray. We must have the token to present with our prayers. As I said, and now believe for yourself. Let me read that again. Then when we pray, we must have the token to present with our prayers. As I said, and now believe for yourself and apply the token to the whole family. Amen. Like in Egypt, Jericho, or either in Acts 6.31, we find out that Paul told the Roman centurion, say, believe thou. And all thy house shall be saved. Amen. Now realize that it said believe and that all thy house shall be saved. It didn't say some part of your house is going to be saved. But it said all thy house shall be saved. You know, whenever I'm reading the scripture and I see all in there, I like to stop there for just a minute. Amen. Because when it says all, it means all. Amen. And when it says when I see all, I want to just stop for a minute and start to check and see how, what are these all that he's talking about. See, friends, let us not just be brushing over scripture, over scripture, over scripture. Let's stop and see what is he saying in there, amen. Let us not just be brushing over quotes and quotes and quotes and quotes. Let's stop and see what is the quote saying. What is the quote saying to me? Not just what is the quote saying. And just as something that Brother Branham said, this is for the bride. This is your food. This is your diet. This is your gift. If you're opening up, make sure you know every detail of it. Going back to that little boy. You see, when he finds his toy and he pulls it out, amen. He wants to know everything about a toy, amen. He wants to know what he can do. If it's a tow truck, he wants to know how you can connect the different pieces. He wants to know how it all working out. You see, because why? He wants to know it's been given to him. He wants to know how it operates. So, so see, he can take the full advantage of what has been given to him. And I believe that if it's come a time, that a word has been given on us. We ought to look at it and see how does it work in my situation. How does it work in what I'm going through and apply it because if it's said it, it will do it. Amen. He said apply it. Apply it to your family. If you've got an unsaved child, lay the talking right upon him. Say, Lord, God, I claim him. Now I want you to realize here again, he said, I claim him. Amen. See, when that token, when you've received the power of God in you, when you've got the token, when the blood is coming you, the Holy Ghost is coming you, one thing you ought to realize that what you are going and praying, you claim him for, it is not you doing it, but it's the Spirit in you doing it. So you ought to give preeminence to it. See, that's the reason why when we say we're going to pray, you know, we ought to let the Spirit lead. Amen. We ought to let the one I remember, I don't remember exactly which code it was, but I remember one time Brother Brown was praying one of the messages and he said you know when you pray you know he said you know when he was praying he said I just want the Holy Ghost to choose the things that I should say amen and because the Holy Ghost is the one that knows he is the agent, amen. He is the one that knows what, what is the need and how to bring it, amen. And when you go and say, I am claiming them. It is you laying the claim, but actually it's the one in you laying the claim. Amen. It's the Christ in you laying the claim because that 
person is he, that person has been bought by him. It is a gift. It is something that he has paid for. And if there is a deep in you crying out for that person, I want you to realize that deep is not coming from your intellect. That deep is coming from something above. It is God still manifesting. It is God still walking through his people to bring his bride together. Because until the last one come, man, we're not going. But at the same time, until you are ready, we are not going. And if there is a time that we ought to be ready, I believe it is now. We don't know when the rapture is going to happen. I like the way Brother Moses preaches some time ago. Are you ready? Amen. I believe that ought to be the question. Are you ready? He said, Lord God, I claim them. Stay right there. If you've got, if you've got a mother or a loved one that's lost, lay the talking on them. Say, Lord, I claim them. Amen. You say, how can I do that? It is not you doing it. It is him doing it. Amen. Let him do it. If it's put it in you to do it, let him do it. Amen. But you see, there's something that ought to happen. And I like this part. Not that I like only this part, but you know, I like the, the balance that Brother Branham always brings, amen. He tells you to do the claim. He tells you to do all that, but then he comes down to this other paragraphs and he says, he says, move out of the world of trash. Amen. Out of your house. Get ready for it. And it said, burn the shorts. Throw the car tables away. Get rid of your cigarettes. Dump your unbelief on your church papers in the trash can where they belong. Amen. You say, well, I don't have trash can. I don't have cigarettes. I don't have all those kind of things. But what are the things that are hindering you? Amen. Drop those things away. Make way for God to move in. Amen. Get the trash out of the house. Get the trust out of your life and let God come in and let him be God in your life. I don't mean to be hard annoying, but it's just something the Lord has laid on my heart. And I just want to bring it the way Brother Branham says it. Amen. Because I believe that all the message is true. Amen. No part of us, but all of it is true. Amen. I believe in the Spirit's leading. Amen. The church people is where they belong. Amen. Then you are getting ready. Then what, then what do? Then apply the token in prayer with real evidence, real faith. Apply it. Apply it with confidence. Amen. <laughs> He says, apply with confidence, amen. I just wish, you know, this moment you, you could just understand this. He said, apply it with confidence, amen. When you've cleared everything out, when the channel is clean, now when you go, you apply it with confidence, amen. You being convinced that everything is set right, you apply it and be sure and know that it is coming to pass, Amen. He said, apply with confidence. When you apply the token, know that you are cleaned up. If, your heart con if, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have our request. Amen. And that is what the message is saying. That is not what I am saying. Amen. Apply that token. Amen. If it's your loved one, whatever it is, apply that token on them. 
Be convinced about it, amen. Knowing that God is going to do it. Amen. Amen. Let's get every trust out. Because as we had this morning, the Lord is reaching down, amen. He's reaching down for a people, amen. You know, he's wanting to express himself on a people. He's wanting to dwell in place. In this time, and that dwelling place is known by you and me, amen. But you see, before he can come in, the place ought to be clean, amen. See, you know, you can't fill you know, a dirty bottle. You ought to clean that thing up. Anything that is older than that, you ought to dump it out before you fill it up again, amen. And that's what he's wanting to do. So make sure, we ought to make sure that we're cleaned up. And when we're cleaned up, then we're ready. Then we can go with confidence before him and apply that token and claim whatever ten that is given to us. Amen. In the token in Shreveport 1963, it says, And everything that Jesus purchased and promised you in the Bible is yours. Amen. I want to repeat that again. It said, and everything that Jesus purchased and promised you in the Bible is yours. Amen. Nah, I wish I could just pull my hat and put it in here tonight. He says, everything that he promised in the Bible is yours. Every single thing. Not part of it, but everything in there is yours. It is your land. You go possess it. Amen. But what it'll take to possess is that token. Amen. It is that life in you. It is that blood in you. It is that clean life. It is your property because it is paid for. Amen. He said, life is mine. It is paid for because he paid for it. He said, life is yours. He paid for it. Healing is mine. He paid for it. Healing is yours. He paid for it. Freedom is mine. He paid for it. Heaven is mine. He paid for it. He paid that price. Everything he purchased belongs to you, the man that holds the token. Amen. It belongs to only one person. It is that one that holds the token. That's the power that is in the token. Amen. Amen. That's the power that is in the token. Everything is promised to you is yours. Let's go and take this land, amen. Let's dig deeper into this message. Let's dig deeper into the word, amen. Let's see what has been given to us. We've been given a time that we can do it. Let's do it. Amen. Let's get to know what has been given to us. And let's go possess the land. Amen. Because once that power comes in here, once that token comes in here, you have every right to go right in front of Satan and tell Satan, you give it back. Amen. Because you are holding the prize that whatever that has been given to you that Satan is holding, you have the token, you have the receipt, you have what it takes to go and say, Satan, you give it back because you can't hold us anymore. 
Amen. And whatever he is taking from you tonight, you have a right to go and say, you give it back to me. Amen. Because God has bought it for you. Amen. You have a right to go and say, Satan, you let loose. Amen. You let loose everything that you are holding. Amen. Because there is a bride. Amen. That has been given the perfect price. Has been given the veritan that is going to take for you to take what you need out of the hands of Satan. I know I'm repeating myself, but I just wanted to sink in. Possessing all things, Jeffersonville, 1962. The promise is yours. But if you ever get to it, you ain't going to get to it easy. I'm going to tell you that. You're going to have to take it away from Satan. He says, Satan captures your health. You've got a right to go to Satan and say, give it back. Amen. He said, hand it over. I'm coming in the name of the Lord, the possessor of heaven and earth. I am a heir of this. Amen. I want you to realize one thing. When you are going to Satan, you are not going in your name. You are not going in the name of mom. You are not going in the name of dad. You are going in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, at that name, every demon, every knee must bow down. There is no other name that can give salvation. There is no other name that can give victory except that name Jesus, and that is the name by which you were going to save them. And he, when he had that name, all hell was shaken down. And if you go in that name, he's got to let everything go. And you can take everything back. You were going in the name of the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he says, I only realized this part. He said, you're going in the name of the Lord that possesses the heaven and earth. And he asked the words, and, which is a conjunction. He says, and, I'm, a hair, I'm his hair. Amen. And hair, I was looking hair up. Hair means one who receives his allotted possession by right of his sonship. Amen. I'll read it again. It said, one who receives his allotted possession. You're receiving your allotted possession. So the possession of the land, the portion of the land that has been given to you, he's saying to you that you are receiving it by right of sonship. Amen. Now, if you are receiving it by right of sonship, if you are a son, and if I am a son of my dad, that means that I've got some genes of my dad in me. Amen. Every son has got genes of their parents in them. And if I am receiving it because by the right of sonship, then that means that me, I've got a gene of God in me. Amen. That means that I've got something that is part of God. Amen. And we know that is nothing but that predestinated seed that was laid into us before the foundation of the world. And I want you to realize one time the saving. Now think about it. Wherever you are this evening, I want you to think about it and ponder it for a moment. That you, this very moment, wherever you are sitting, I want you to realize that you have got a part of God in you. Now I want you to think about that for a moment. 
You have got a part of God in you in this very moment. You've got a part of the creator of the heavens and earth in you right now. I want just out of thinking for a moment. The creator himself, a part of him is in you right now. That makes you a son and daughter of God. Because if you're a son and a daughter, you must have genes from your parents. And if your father is God, then you must have the genes of God in there somewhere. And right now, that gene of God is in you. Amen. I believe it's in the message Christ is revealed in his word. Brother Branham, somewhere he says, this is the time for the brightest lay under the sun for her to be ripened. The seed is in there. A part of God is in you. But it's going to take something to quicken that part of God in you. And that something is the Holy Ghost. That is what is coming and quickens the word when the Spirit comes in and quickens that word and brings it to life. That is the power that is in the token. Right now, a portion of God is sitting in you. Let us sink deeper this evening. What are you letting that portion do? Are you just letting it sit down on the couch? Or is it time to start to let that portion move into action? Because one of you ought to realize that this God that we're serving, he is a God of action. He is a God of salvation. He is a God of healing. He is a God of redemption. He is a God of all that. But he's also a God of action. Amen. Brother Branham continuing to say, give it back. You took my child. You got to mix up with the wrong boy. You took my boy and mixed him on with the wrong girl. I claim them. That's right. I claim my children. I claim my brother. I claim my sister. Yes, Satan. You've got them. You've got them. You've got them from God's house. Coax them out there. But I am coming after them. Glory be to God. He said, I am coming after them. And I believe that ought to be resounding in you. That that portion of God in you. Is saying, I am coming after them. Satan, I hope you hear that well because tonight the bride is coming after their possession. Well, how do you know? I'm a heir of all things. Amen. It's given to me. I'm a heir. I can claim everything that God promised me. Amen. There you are. Amen. Now, friends, I want you to realize this. This is what Eliezer said. That is the quote from Brother Branham. In possessing all things. This is what Eliezer said. And Isaac has confirmed it. Isaac has confirmed it by slipping that ring on your hand. And you now, 
It's as good. You have every right. You know, I'm not married and I can talk much about that. But, you know, I believe. You know, I can see Brother Andrew and Sister Melissa there. I believe whatever Brandrew's got, Sister Melissa's got too. Amen. Sister Melissa said amen. So, whatever Brandrew's got, she's got too. Amen. And Eliezer said this. And if he has slapped this ring on your finger, what are we waiting for, amen? Let's go and take what has been given to us. Eliezer said it. He meant it, amen. It is for us. It is not for anyone else. It is for you. It is for me. That you can go and tell Satan, give it back. And that's what I want to be real to you tonight. That you can go to Satan and say to him, give it back. Because you've got a part of God in you. Amen. Isaac has confirmed that in the church age book, I was following my brother John at the back there, and in the church age book he said, Satan knows that if she gets the revelation of the true church and what she is, what she stands for, and what she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. Amen. But a brother says, Satan knows that when you get to know who you are, you can do the greater works. Amen. And I believe that the time is coming that we ought to come to the place to know who exactly we are. Let's go into the Word. What has been given to us? What is the message saying to us on this journey to meet Isaac? What is Eliezer saying? Amen. You know, he's got the answer to every question that you have got. Every question that you have got is in the message. The reason why the enemy... He's doing all that he can. It's because he doesn't want you to be that invincible army. But the other side of the coin is that if God said it, it is going to happen. Amen. And nothing is going to stop it. Amen. There is no devil on this earth that is going to stop the plan of God. If he said it, it is going to happen. If there is going to be an invisible army, it is going to open. So we might as well start getting into it. Because it is going to happen. And the people who are called to be that group of invisible army, it is you and I. So then let's start on it. Amen. Let's get into the world. Let's get into the message. And friends, as I'm saying this, I'm not saying it just to you. This is for me also. That I need to get deeper into the world. I need to get deeper into the message. This is for every single person, young and old. Amen. Because one thing you ought to realize is that the Holy Ghost has got only one commission. Amen. And that commission is to fill and to seal with the authority of God every predestinated seed of God whose name are written on the Lamb's book of life. He's come to fill each and every one of them because that is what is going to put them in the rapture. That is what is going to give them the revelation of the word that has been given them in this age. But what is holding Mr. Holy Ghost from accomplishing his purpose 
Our nature is holding us the Holy Ghost from accomplishing his purpose. Our traditional accomplices, our pride, are standing in the way for him to come and accomplish what he's come to do. But I believe that tonight is the time for us to lay everything down. Lay down the pride. Lay down the traditions. Lay down the complexes. Lay down anything that is holding you, that is standing on the way for the Lord Jesus Christ to come down and perform his work in you. Lay everything down, amen. And let the gate of your soul be open with sincerity for him to come in and accomplish his own purpose in you. Because there is a power that is in this token. Amen. A portion of God is in you and it wants to express itself. God wanting to have the preeminence. God wanting to reign and rule on us people. I don't know, but I want to surrender to it. I want to say, yes, Lord, if that's what you want, I will, I, here I am. Have your way in me. I want to surrender and say, God, if you have a portion, I want that portion to express itself. For every portion of God in you has got an attribute that it has to express. Because one of these days, amen. We are going to take a flight. But before we take a flight, there might be someone this evening. Now you might be standing in a courtroom this evening. And you've got the enemy on one side and he's been accusing you and telling you of different things. And condemning you and saying you've done this and you've done that and you've done this and you've done that. And it's bringing a whole lot of accusation and, and you are there and you've been listening and, you, and that has been a hindrance for you to move forward. But I want you to realize something this evening. The Brother Branham continuing to say in the token message in Shreveport. I want you to know one thing that if you stand in a courtroom this evening and you're feeling condemned, I want you to know that Brother Branham said that both the judge and the atoner is the same person. I want another thing he said, both the judge. And the attorney, they are the same person. It is not two separate persons. So if there is someone condemning you, the attorney and the judge are the same person. When God was made flesh and dwelling among us, our judge became our attorney. And the case is settled. The case to nine is settled. The case of guilt to nine must be settled because the attorney and the judge is the same person. And I want you to know that they are both on your side. Yeah. And the Holy Ghost is here for, you, for a token that we are ready to pass here to, to the lands beyond. He said, we are free from sin, not of sin no more, not of the world. Little children, you are not of the world. 
our judge and attorney was the same, same person. So the case is settled, amen. The case was so great against us. The case that we had sent was so great against us till not even the archangel could plead it. He couldn't meet the requirement. No angel, no cherubim, no seraphim. Nothing could meet the price. The only thing that could be done to save the human race was for the judge to take the place and become the attorney too. And that's exactly what he done. That's exactly what he done. Let the guilt drop. Let a condemnation drop. That's a higher height that the Lord is calling you up to. Sin has been conquered. When he came, he conquered hell, death, and the grave. And that power that conquered has come in here. And that is what is acting both as judge and attorney. You can go free. You don't have to sit under condemnation, amen. If he said the case is settled, the case is settled, amen. Again, this is the word of Eliezer. He said that the case is settled because the judge and the attorney are the same person. There is a power in the token. The power in the token for you to overcome. The power in the token for you to take back what is given to you. Whatever the enemy is coming to take away from you, there is a power in the token for you to go to Satan and say, Satan, you give it back. I want that to sink in this evening. You can go and take it back. Is it your loved one? You can go and take it back. Is it healing? You can go and take it back. He paid for it. Amen. Amen. Because one of these days, this very same power that fell on the day of Pentecost, this very same power is going to fuel this astronaut, amen. We know we've moved from ages to ages. We've moved from, you know, the horse and buggy age. We've moved from that to the car age. We've moved to the airplane age. And now we're living in an age of the astronaut age, Amen. And the only thing that is going to fuel this astronaut for it to take flight from off this earth is nothing but the same power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is nothing that is going to plumb you out of this earth but this Holy Ghost. That's why it's been stressed and stressed and stressed and over and over again. The brother Branham himself stressed upon him when he preaches in the message, the token. I hope it becomes a reality, amen. Because you see, this astronaut that has to take a flight on this age, see, this astronaut cannot take a flight with the hay and the, and, 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 and the grass that the horse has been eating. You see, that cannot be able to fuel and power that astronaut for it to take a flight, amen. 
We know that the gasoline that we put in our cars is not able to, to, to give enough energy to the astronaut for it to take his flight. Amen. And you know the fuel that they use for the airplane itself, it is still not able to give the power to this astronaut for it to take his flight. Amen. Justification is not enough. Sanctification is not enough. The gift coming down in you is not enough. Amen. You can manifest any kind of gift you want that is written in the Bible, it is good, there is nothing against that, but if that is the only thing that you've got, I tell you brother, sister, that is not enough because the only thing that is going to fuel this astronaut to go up this astronaut is going to take only a special type of fuel and when you go down to the NASA and you study what they use to power this astronaut, it says that they'll use the liquid hydrogen mixed up with a liquid oxygen and you see when these two come together, there is a reaction that takes place and when the reaction action take place. There is an energy that is produced. And when that energy produced, you see it gives the power to that astronaut to actually shoot up. And I want you to know one thing, that when God and the bride comes together, there is an energy that is produced. Amen. That is going to plumb you up into the rapture. Amen. And that energy that produces is nothing but the power of the Holy Ghost in a people. It is nothing but Jesus Christ again in a people. It is nothing but God again and a people and that is what is going to power you to leave this place this is an astronaut age there is a flight that we are going to take and there's only one thing that is going to plumb you out of this place very soon the countdown is going to start. And as the countdown starts, we're going to hear the bride from Ephesus being called. And they're going to call the bride from Smyrna, amen. And they're going to call the bride from Pergamos. And the bride from Tyre, amen. And the bride from Sardis. And the bride from Philadelphia. And then it's going to come to the bride of Laodicea. And I want the devil to know one thing tonight. That this bride of Laodicea is not living even one hoof behind. This bride of Laodicea is not going to go halfway up the journey. Oh, I want you to know something. As it was in Egypt. As it was in Exodus. That place. That was the first Exodus. And now it's the third Exodus. And we've had Elijah come on the scene and Moses has come with a message of the hour it's a message of deliverance it's a message of total deliverance and as the message came Pharaoh is saying you can't go this far Pharaoh is saying you can't possess your land but this message came to say that we are going all the way and there is no one hope being left behind there is no young person that is going to be left behind there is no mother that is going to be left behind there is no dad that is going to be left behind not even the dog is going to be left behind because brother Branham saw his dog there. I won't say it on the no. We are not living one hoof behind. We are all living this place. That is the power and the token that has been handed down to the pride and the sage. Let us stand on our feet. May the musicians come. I don't know where you are in this moment. If you haven't got that power, the Holy Ghost has got one commission, and that's to fill every predestinated seat of God. 
Everyone whose name is on the Lamb Book of Life, he has been called and sent down to fill that person. And if you are predestinated of God, the Holy Ghost has come. And right now, I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it is. But right now, God is more than able to grant you that power. Amen. Because, friends, there is nothing. Nothing that is going to come overcome this world. There is nothing that is going to bring back to you what you possess. There is nothing that is going to take you into the rapture. It is just this power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sister Naomi, whatever is on your heart, Brother Marion, you can come. And we will invite Brother Andrew to come as well. But I want to read one last quote as we go. Again, from the token and truth part. Brother Branham said, And I am looking for a time of a brick fort of the Spirit of God in these last days we are now living in. For another surge of the Holy Spirit into the church will rapture and faith just before it comes. And everything is set straight in order for that. And I believe that we are now at a time that the Word should have preeminence. I believe that the time to lay aside our creeds and our thoughts and come back to the Word. I believe this is the time. Let the Word take the preeminence in you. May the Lord bless you. Whatever is on your house, Sister Naomi, want to sing as Brother Andrew comes. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins all away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never 